Welcome to episode 47 of the Toadstool Boardroom for the week of June 22nd, 2023. My name is Logan Plant, and I'm joined this week by Justin Corais. Hey, Logan. And he's back. The Nintendo Direct brought him out of the woodwork. It's Chris Shriver. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you made it back. It's so exciting. I'm to have so you. glad to be here. Yeah. I, I like that there's a Nintendo Direct and he just popped up like Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, he's here. I've been summoned. Yeah. <laughs> to talk about a lot of good stuff from the Nintendo Direct, including a remake of a game that made it onto our top 15 Nintendo games of all time Ooh. list. Uh, we'll get to all that, all the Mario stuff, because there was a lot of Mario stuff in this one. But let's start just with some general impressions of this Nintendo Direct. Justin, I'll go your way first. What do you think of this overall presentation? I liked it. I thought it was solid. I thought it was fine. I think there were a couple of specific titles we'll get to that I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was a lot of kind of like breadth of titles. I feel like there's just like... They announced a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff, not anything like, you know, TOTK big. Yeah. Um, so it's more like I, I feel like quantity than quality. But I, I think given the the, the quality, I, I think most folks will find at least a thing or two here that they like, which certainly applies to me. How about you, Chris? I had very low expectations going into this. Um, I feel like after the last Nintendo Direct, we were like, this is it. That's as good as it's going to ever get. And I feel like there were enough surprises here. I mean, I feel like part of it is we knew a lot going into it because like that leaker had that. There's a reputable leaker that had said like two of the items, at least that were going to be announced. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were correct. Um, It's actually a lot. So, well, yeah, yeah. And it was a lot. They got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like that kind of took the wind out of some people's sails. I like personally for everything that was announced, like for the most part, I thought it was great. Um, but I'm also like a huge Mario fan. So I like, I'm eating very well at the end of the Switch's life cycle or what I imagine it to be. Um, I respect the fact that they probably had to have some deal with Sega and talk about Persona and Sonic, even though we've already seen those games just so they could show the yo-yo game off. Um, <laughs> Because that game, I think, looks amazing yes. as like an N sixty four kid. Um, no, overall, I thought it was I thought it was really solid. Um, it it makes it made me way more excited for like the latter half of this year. I thought it was literally going to be like Pikmin and maybe one other big title. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like two. <laughs> yeah. Before I get into my impressions, I want to start by saying if you listen to the Toadstool Boardroom, you remember that I told Justin until we see that Mario Kart DLC. We're still in direct territory, and it happened. Yeah. It did happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So you nailed it. Listen to the boardroom to get, those, to get those hot takes. But I thought this was an overall solid direct. I thought it was one of the weaker of the Switch era, but I think, I mean, in its seventh year to have a direct this strong, I, I still think is really, really impressive. Just the amount of software support on both the first and third-party fronts we're still seeing for this aging machine, I think, is, is pretty impressive. And then... When you add on top of that, that we just lost the biggest showstopper of the directs for the last year since Zelda's out now, right? They can't talk about it all the time anymore because it's out. uh, And you didn't think anything was going to fill those shoes. So with like that kind of caveat also that we're a month removed from this game, I think it was it was a really good direct. It it was very heavy on the Mario. I'm not complaining because like Chris said, huge Mario fan. So excited about a lot of these projects. And it feels like it's actually kind of been a while since we've gotten a non-sports party title. For Mario, like we're getting a platformer again. We're getting an RPG. Like these are genres I feel like haven't been filled out uh, on the Mario bingo card for for quite some time. But I have to wonder if it's because of the Mario movie that they're going so heavy on the Mario. Like is this 
is this kind of lined up? Uh, so yeah, that was kind of nice yeah. to see. Kind of a weird order, though, to have all these announcements, what, two and a half months after the movie? But hey, uh, come this holiday season, there's going to be an <laughs> RPG and a platformer for people to pick up um, that, that are fresh off the Mario movie from earlier in the year. And I also think that Mario Wonder, I walk away from that game, I've been more excited about it the further we've gotten from it. I know one of you doesn't quite feel the same, so we'll talk about that one a little bit later. But it's my game of the show and probably my game of the summer from everything we've seen so far. I'm incredibly excited about Mario Wonder for a number of reasons. But then there was a quartet of, I thought, really weird announcements, which we'll save till we do the list, but I'll name drop them here. Pikmin 1 plus 2 was weird. Luigi's Mansion and the Peach game were weird. And the Pokemon DLC was weird. Like, just they delivered these announcements in kind of ways that were really uncharacteristic of Nintendo. So I thought that was fascinating. And I'm a little bit confused about some of the messaging about these titles. But I did like it a lot. Nice third-party confirmation. Metal Gear is great on Switch. Vampire Survivors is a perfect fit for Switch. So some nice surprises there. And a below-average Nintendo Direct is better than almost every other presentation we had this summer. Like, I'd say Xbox was stronger, but maybe that's it. Like, it was a good show. Um, yeah, it was packed, and I liked it. So let's get into some of the more specific announcements. Let's start with Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which is coming on October 20th. This is a new 2D platformer in the Super Mario series with a new art style. Finally, for the first time in ages, we're rocking a new art style for 2D Mario. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Yoshi, and Toad are playable. Elephant Mario is a new power-up. There's this new mechanic called Wonder Flowers, which just turned the entire world into this big Super Mario fever dream. It's like touch fuzzy, get dizzy, blown up into an entire video exactly game. Of. Yep. Super cool. And yeah, I'll, I've been talking a lot here. So Chris, let's go to you first. What do you think of Super Mario Brothers Wonder? It's wildly refreshing. Um, I'm sure, you know, if you listen to the show, you've probably seen like the tweet that somebody had put out of um, all of the callbacks to... Um, the various Mario poses that like he's done over the years and like different releases, like the cover of Mario three, like the way that he moves in this game, um, like that, the animations that they've chosen for him. Um, it feels very fresh, but it's also like they're all callbacks, which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of it is because it is like that almost painted style that, uh, the game has. It seems like they also are pulling a lot from, uh, like it, it feels like they played Rayman Legends and uh, were inspired by that and then said, all right, let's try and make a new Mario game like based around that and the weirdness of uh, Mario World 2. Um, and Mario World 2 or I'm, Super Mario Brothers 2? Like Mario no, 2 Super USA. Mario World 2. Like, like, yeah. like Touch Fuzzy, Get Dizzy. And, oh, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, like all the, all the weirdness that? there. Who, who calls it Super Mario World 2? I know it says it on the box. But I've never heard anyone not just call it Yoshi's but Island. Nintendo Yoshi's Fair. Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um. But uh, no, I forget what I was gonna say. But yeah, uh, no, I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited that Peach is a playable character. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's about time. I do find it interesting that you can share. From what I've seen, at least, it looks like you have to share lives with the other people that you're playing with. Uh, I do hope that's optional. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, for multiplayer sessions, but no, overall, I'm very, very excited. That was the one that uh, had me like jumping up and down like a fool. Let's hear your take, Justin. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so I'm gonna be the outlier on this one. I'll be honest. I I don't think N Mar Nintendo's made a great Mario 2D platformer in decades. Um, 
I thought the new Super Mario Brothers games were just fine. You know, they had their that one like two D three D one. Um, I forget which one that one was. Land and the like 3D World. Yeah, I think so. And like, and and that's like I think those are extremely like fine. They're they're cute. They're funny. They're fun. But Nintendo mastered the genre on like the Super Nintendo. You know, the I think at its best when I was watching the trailer for this, I was getting those same Yoshi's Island uh, vibes of that like that sense of weirdness because you know it had all those weird transformations and unusual enemies and weird sense of like scale and it was really unpredictable in how things would happen and so my hope is that we get some of that from this and that would certainly make it more interesting um but if if watching it outside of like a few scenes that like maybe elicited that um this just felt like new new super mario brothers to me like uh and no that that doesn't excite me in the least honestly well i'm, I'm gonna invite you to watch i think you should i felt that way my first watch through the trailer and I was a little bit eh on the game originally. And then I went back and I watched it again. And I saw some of the screens floating around on Twitter. And I feel like this is, I think you saying that they haven't made a great one in multiple decades is why this one should excite you. Because I think it's going to yeah. be the first. I think that, like, if you just look at, like... I hope so. Even the animations, like, um, just Mario's facial expressions are so much more detailed and have so much more personality than the entire new super Mario brothers franchise combined. <laughs> like the music is really, really good. There's like foreground background stuff. Like you can see like one character in the front while the others are behind. There's like just, that's gotta be smooth. McGroove. It's not singing, right? It's, it's not. not. No, he tweeted. Oh. It's not him. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. And just crazy well, stuff with the wonder flowers that, yeah, I got Yoshi's Island and Mario two vibes, which is why I asked Chris if that's what he meant. Cause I thought like, I got some Mario 2, just that wacky weirdness from this, just unpredictable stuff. And 2D Mario yeah, hasn't been unpredictable forever. And I think that's what's exciting about it to me. I do get yeah. your point, though, Justin. Like, the you figure we've been staring at the style of a new Super Mario Brothers since the Wii. Like, yeah. it's, it's been a long time. DS. Um, you really, yeah, you don't have a reason. Or yeah, DS, you're right. You don't really have a reason to have any faith that this is going to be any better, especially when like Super Mario World exists. <laughs> yeah, well, and that, that, that's that's like exactly my point is like nothing they've made has been uh, nothing they have made post Super Nintendo has been better than Super Mario Brothers three, better than Super yeah. Mario World, better than Super Mario World two, uh, as we're going to call it from now on. <laughs> um, and uh, and and yeah, like so a lot is resting on that, you know, wonder this uh, and and how weird they're going to get on that um but i look at it and boy i it, i extremely strongly feel like well, i'm going to hit start there's going to be a shortcut scene where they're eating cake and like bowser steals the cake and now we're running in a, from left to right uh in slightly remixed color palettes for eight worlds yeah yeah we'll see in like four months but i feel like this is going to be a special one i've got a so. good feeling from it i, I would love like to be wrong I think that Rayman Legends is a great pull since I just played that this year. So I think Rayman Legends is a better 2D platformer than Nintendo's made since the 16-bit era. Ooh, the Nintendo's made. Oh, I don't know mm -hmm. about that. Metroid Dread's a platformer, and that game is. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would no. I would, when I get what well, I get, what you're a saying. experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, but Rayman Legends is great in its spectacle it's and great its visuals and its yeah. level design, but its platforming isn't very good. Like, I'm sorry, Rayman just does not feel great. Like it's very floaty. Yeah. 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 Mario's going to feel better that. than that game does. So automatically, Rayman, from a feel perspective, 
that's one up on Rayman Legends. So if they can nail if, everything else, if, yeah. it's going to be good. I agree. If 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 they if they can capture like that creativity and like that fun like like to- you absolutely don't know what to expect. You don't know if mm-hmm. this level is literally just Black Betty, uh, like sort of experience uh, with like how tight things control. I'm all for it. But like I, any memory I have of a 2D Mario, I couldn't even tell you which one it is because they're all basically the same in my head to me yeah. uh, after the Super Nintendo generation. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But I think just dropping the new alone, they could have just done new Super Mario Brothers Switch. Hasn't happened yet. They had the U Deluxe port, but. Like they chose to drop that title and go in a different direction. So I hope, feeling good. I think they knew they had to. Yeah. I would love for this to be the next great platformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be. I'm super excited about this. I think like just talk about doing wackier, unpredictable things. There's a level in the trailer where like the the flagpole like just falls off the level and they just like storm past it on these like sheep. <laughs> that they're yeah. There's one where the, the flagpole runs away, which I think is funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And defining expectations is cool. And I will say like the I. I do always like at least seeing what the new like transformations are going to be. So Elephant mm-hmm. Mario looks fun. Um, but like Beat Mario was fun. That still didn't make those games great to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you, what'd you say, Chris? I went, oh my God. <laughs> All right. I love Mario Galaxy. I was listening to the soundtrack today. Yeah, Mario Galaxy. Their they, 3D games are great. Yeah, they're very good. They Those never stop being great. Yeah. yeah. All right, then we got one Justin's going to be a little more excited about, which is Super Mario RPG, a remake of the Super Nintendo classic, is coming on November 17th. They dropped the subtitle, No Legend of the Seven Stars here, but it is the original game, uh, remade in all its glory. Justin and I have been talking about this uh, off off show a little bit, how Ninten- when Nintendo remakes a game, they just like remake it straight up. And that's what they're doing here. Like It looks very faithful. I think it looks very great. Justin, let's hear from you on this one. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, I I think that they they were giving the signs of doing this the right way and it not just being a soulless port of a 16-bit game, Alice Secret of Mana, like we were talking about b- before yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, they are bringing back the original uh, composer, uh, Yoko uh, Shimomura, uh, to redo the music. And if you listen to the music, like... Like th- those are all the original songs from the first one in the trailer, but they're absolutely completely like remade, um, orchestrated, like, yeah, exactly fully original orchestrated. Original composer is returning. We learned that exactly, too. and so I can't wait to like hear hear all that music and watching the the trailer. I like I love the way they set it up. Um, it's a very iconic opening. Uh, when you start the game, it starts exactly with that, where you see Peach on the hill, and then she gets kidnapped by Bowser. And they start that scene, then they do that transition. Um, I like the art style. I don't love the art style, um, but I think it's, like, Nintendo has a very clear contemporary, like, this is what Mario stuff looks like. And so, like, it captures that really, really well. It's it's vibrant. It's colorful. I think that's going to be fine. But what they showed, like, when they showed it in action, oh, man, it they nailed it. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It, uh... Every single thing they, they showed in the trailer is from the original game. So it doesn't look like they're changing anything. They're just, like, basically rebuilding it. It looks like it's rebuilt from scratch with, like, how it moves, how smooth it is. Um, man, people today, you want to talk about Mario getting weird. People are not ready to see how weird this game gets. And I can't wait. And low-key, it, it has a fantastic story. Um, I absolutely adore the, the story of Super Mario RPG, and I can't wait for folks to play through it. It was the very first turn-based RPG that I played through, like, end-to-end, uh, and it's such a great entry point into that genre for folks, and making it readily accessible is is awesome. Uh, I, uh, I know every square inch of that game, and I can't wait to see every square inch of that in, like, high definition. 
Yeah, I want to chime in real quick on one thing you said, which is just Mario getting weird, because that is my favorite part about Super Mario Wonder. And this is like, Mario's been sterile. We've talked about it on the show. It's been my biggest complaint is like, apart from Odyssey, which is so creative and bombastic and incredible, like Mario games are just, they feel pretty vanilla and bland lately to me. Like they have, I think, oh gosh, I don't even know, since the galaxies. And like, I love 3D World too, but it suffers from the same thing of just that kind of like, it's just too, it's too clean. Like it's too straight cut, straightforward, Super Mario. And like this pair of Mario games coming out within a month of each other that just are super weird looking for completely different reasons. I'm like so excited about it. Just injecting some personality into this series again, one with a new game and one with a very old game. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. All right. I, I silenced him. That's it. Chris, what do you think of Mario <laughs> RPG? Uh, I'm very excited to play it. Uh, before the show, I was saying uh, I'm getting my Super NT, and for months I've been planning. Uh, that was going to be my uh, I'm a New Dad game, was the original Super Mario RPG on Super Nintendo. That's not going to happen now. I'm going to play that on on the Switch. Um, I love Tiny Mario. I, I there is a small part of me that that like I, I just love the model his, of Mario in this. His fat little arms, yeah. and so cute. A small part of me does wish, like I love the uh, the original box art in this game, just like all the original artwork in this game that that they printed back, you know, when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a small part of me that wishes, like they just upresed the exact artwork. Like Bowser yeah. looks weird on the cover of of the Super Nintendo game. Um, like it, like it looks almost like a like a paper craft or like some kind of something that someone made. Yeah, um, well, yeah and it's it's interesting too because they're using the Japanese box art mm-hmm. uh, in all yeah. the advertising, and I actually like the Western one a lot better with the black background and the castle, uh, yeah. and you can see the the, the sword. Um, um, so yeah, the they, yeah, I thought that was a weird choice. Yeah, I although I mean, they don't want people to think he's playable or. Yeah, I was like, boy, am I gonna spoil a Mario RPG? Yoshi's not a big part of that game. You, you, it's, you see him yeah. briefly. It's fine. Um, uh, but wait, uh, wait until you fist fight a wedding cake uh, or fight the Power Rangers. That's when things get weird. <laughs> or there's some other <laughs> Nintendo characters that briefly mm-hmm. show so, their faces. Man, in this game. I was so I was gonna say that. Boy, I wonder if if the cameos are gonna remain un like as they were or if they're going to tweak the cameos at all because that could be a lot of fun i think i mean I, they showed chain kong i feel like they're going to keep them all the same right yeah, yeah. is it a, is it a spoiler uh, see i don't know where we're at is it just exactly about a cameo in this game that i feel like everybody knows about i don't know them all okay yeah, I, I, man, the thing though is for uh, some of them like you have to like know where to go when to even see the cameo okay it's it's not like it's a story beat that's going to get spoiled for you. I think it should be fair territory. Okay, because I have a prediction I want to share. Okay. On this podcast. Yeah. So skip ahead at 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this. So we got Samus is in Super Mario RPG. She's in like a bed and she's like, oh, I'm resting to fight Mother Brain. Mm-hmm. What if they just change the Mother Brain to like, what, Silex or whoever people think is going to be the main villain of Metroid Prime 4. And so it's like a tease yeah. kind of ahead to Metroid Prime 4. That, would that could be cool. Yeah. yeah, there's there, there there's also a scene. I wonder if they're going to keep it where if you go into Peach's room and you like investigate the fireplace, she gets real mad at you about what she might have hidden oh, back there. Okay. Uh, and so I'm curious about how they handle some uh, some of that stuff. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Nice. Yeah. And just to have a Mario RPG again, like 
It's literally the title of the game. Paper Mario literally still exists, but has not been an RPG for over a decade. I think 15 years ago. No, there's only Super Paper Mario's not even an RPG. Like 20 years ago was the last yeah. RPG in the Paper yeah, Mario like series. Yeah, like Thousand Year Door maybe. Yeah, and then Mario yeah. and Luigi died when Alpha Dream went under, and so it's like we haven't had a Mario <laughs> RPG in a really long time. So there's there's a sad. part of me like I feel like I like to like put the tinfoil hat on about this and think like okay like the entire Switch's life cycle like they really rallied with Square to be like Octopath yeah. Traveler and yeah. Project Triangle Strategy and like all these games that uh I feel like they Nintendo was too afraid types of games Nintendo was too afraid to make um and I feel like they finally got the message of like people that play games on Switch like do like RPGs mm-hmm. they do like these types of games it's and but whether some of it's like NSO yeah um because you're right like we really didn't see any of those for so long um I've got to imagine a lot of that had to do with them finally deciding like all right people people will play this mm-hmm. yeah and they co-published a lot of those games too with square yeah Enix. so that relationship has been really really strong on switch which i think has been a big strength there's a lot of good square enix games on switch yeah like they published dragon quest 11 over here too which is my yeah. favorite rpg so yeah super mario rpg uh is out november 17th uh yeah, wait up next we got zelda tears of the kingdom popped up no dlc but I'm very happy that we're getting Zelda and Ganondorf Amiibo this holiday. Uh, super excited about this. It's the first Ganondorf Amiibo in the Legend of Zelda line, which is just crazy to me. It hasn't happened yet. They both have pretty bad plastic stands, but it's fine. That sometimes just comes with the territory of Amiibo. But uh, yeah, I think they look great. And I, I think DLC will come. I think that it's kind of a different situation than Breath of the Wild, where they announced the expansion pass like the month before the game came out. I think that they wrapped Breath of the Wild months before it came out and we're just waiting for the switch to launch and then started plucking away on the dlc we saw nintendo say like tears of the kingdom finished development like in april of this year like it was up to the buzzer so like they're just starting on it nintendo doesn't make dlc ahead of time they wait till the game's done so i think we'll hear about dlc maybe in the september direct um but yeah i i I think there's i think there's something to be said too for you know breath of the wild was right at the beginning of the console's Mm -hmm. life cycle so like you know, teasing more stuff to come, more you know, more reason to buy the console and engage with that made some like strategic sense. Uh, I think these look great. I don't buy Amiibo, but I think that they look cool as heck. If I did, I'd buy that Ganondorf because uh, I think he looks oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, are you guys gonna pick these up? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yep, hundred percent. This drawer is full of Zelda Amiibo. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I do wonder, like, what are the odds of them? Because I've been trying to figure out, like, calendar wise, like there is a bit of a gap. Um, between like at least in the that September area, like that seems like a pretty great spot to just wedge DLC in there. That's what if I was it's hoping done. for yeah, that's where they're gonna yeah. wedge the Splatoon three side order DLC. That's what. Ooh, I mean. yeah, that, we didn't, that was missing. It was totally yeah. missing from the direction. Yeah, you're probably right though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh, can I just say it? It seemed weird to like eat up valuable direct time to talk about a Splatfest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like the time could have been better allocated. I feel like there was a lot of that in this. Like yeah. uh, it, it to me, it felt they had to. They felt like they had to pad it. There's a cat. <laughs> yeah, um, they were told your total runtime is 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, well, I because it or not. <laughs> yeah, like the pressure was kind of on of like, well, this is like mint E3 ice cream season. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, I, I don't think that's what happened here, and here's why. I'm going to skip ahead on our runner show a little bit because this is what I've been thinking about the last day. There were three announcements in this thing that did not get the time they deserved, and it was so bizarre to me. Pikmin 1 and 2 are out on Switch now. They, they were a shadow drop day of the Direct. HD remasters, they barely touched them up. Like, if you look at videos of these things, they look yeah, like GameCube games. Yeah. Um, they're $29.99 each, $49.99 in a bundle, they're coming out physically on September 22nd. They didn't even say that in the direct. Like they rushed through this so insanely fast. I feel yeah. like this was a last minute decision. Had, had to talk about that vanilla ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what were you going to say, Chris? Last minute on what? Including it? No, I feel like I feel like them porting Pikmin 1 and 2 to Switch was like a Hail Mary. Like this year, they're like, oh, we don't have anything for September. Ah, oh, geez. Like, what do I we do? It. It's like four hours before showtime. They're like, uh, yeah, they're ready. Cool. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. It's but then they dropped a trailer on YouTube after the direct. It was like right. a minute long, and it's like, why wasn't this in there? It it didn't make any sense it, to me. It, it almost felt like they had they had obligations to third parties. Like they there were like legal yeah. agreements where they were like, you will show three Sega games or whatever it is. Because yeah. like some of the games that were shown, it was like, come on, we already we knew this. Yeah, from all that. Yeah, SGS. but I mean, yeah. Unless, unless they had a legal obligation to Ben and Jerry's, I don't think we need to spend so much time talking oh about that. Like that, that, that's the one that that kills me. And well, and yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. I mean, since we're talking about it, like I, I do think like some of the way they did the show was kind of weird. Like the cold open on Pokemon DLC, I thought was kind of a very blah way to start the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, okay, well, you know, frankly people don't have the best goodwill towards these games currently. Uh, I think so, they don't either though. I think that's why <laughs> get it, I really, get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, the no, first like so. five minutes or like five probably announcements of the show. It was like, right. all right, we'll just get it out of here because the, the, so, uh, the last hey, direct did that. Yo, it was people never start these streams on time, first so, no, so no one's going to see these first three minutes. So just shove some stuff in there guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then by the time everybody shows up, we'll be talking about Pikmin. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried when they opened with Pokemon because the perfect format of a Nintendo Direct that seemingly no one knows how to emulate is a big first party open, a big first party middle, and a Book big ends. first party end. Bookend! And so when their open was Pokemon DLC with no date, no date, I was worried about this Direct, but yep. it picked up. That was one of my other weird announcements of the show. But the other two I want to circle back to that I said three did not get the time they deserved. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is getting a visually enhanced version on Nintendo Switch sometime. And Princess Peach, they announced a brand new game. Very cool that we're getting a Peach game sometime in 2024. No title, no like title card. Like it was the first time I can recall ever in a Nintendo He's Direct like, where we got a first party reveal like that didn't have the white and red and banner. Go down. Yeah. It's so like, weird. Yeah. What well, like, like Metroid Prime 4, we literally just got the logo. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was the weirdest announcement yeah. since Prime 4. It, I didn't yeah. get it. It made no sense to me. And I've thought about it and I was like, okay, is this Peach game a Switch 2 launch title? And they're just like yeah. teasing it now. Ooh, but on Twitter, they it said, did look pretty good. They said coming to Nintendo Switch in 2024. So I just, yeah, I, I don't know what this was. I, 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 I do think, you know, Nintendo has shown with the last couple of generational transitions that we can expect some things to have, you know, one, one foot on each side of the line. Mm-hmm. So that, that wouldn't surprise me. I will say, at least conceptually, like, you know, Princess Peach doing a magical girl transformation to go kick some ass. Hell yeah, sign yeah. me up. Yeah. On like a two and a half D, like, like a stage, it like gave Paper Mario yeah. vibes. Like this diorama yeah, yeah. she's walking. It looked cool. But 
the presentation like we don't know anything about it though <laughs> i know it's so weird they they don't do this anymore they didn't need this today it wasn't like a light direct i'm just a little bit baffled by this one yeah you know, it, the as, as intrigued as i am by it like the direct didn't get better because of this because we don't know anything about it and there was yeah. so little of it yeah I almost yeah. wonder if, like, what are the chances they did it because they were like, look, we don't know when the next Switch is coming out, <laughs> yeah. but just know that there are games in 2024. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this boy, we are, we are putting the uh, cart before the horse. Um, yeah, yeah um, it, it felt a lot like this was sort of the, like, all right, here's here's the bucket O Switch things, and here's everything, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Empty it. This, this is it. This, this, pop, 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 and, pop. And when I look at a... <laughs> Right. When I look at look at their June directs from from past years, the most recent one they did was full direct was 2021, and in that they announced Dread, WarioWare, Mario Party, all stuff that was out within that year. The only yeah. game that they showed that wasn't out that year was Zelda. Everything else came out that fall, and it's like so if you're gonna tease ahead, it's with Nintendo. It's usually something huge. It is something huge like like Zelda, like a Smash Brothers or a Mario mm. Kart. For them to just be like. This Princess Peach game that we're not even going to really tell you what it's about is coming sometime next year. It was weird. I'm happy it exists, though. We've only had one Peach game ever, and yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. Hey, if, if you want to get get your uh, Princess Peach fix on Super Mario RPG. Yes. Yeah. Big year for Peach. Yeah, and slap the snot out of somebody. And then I'll just say Dark Moon is, I don't think, a very good game. I think Dark Moon is a... Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Game. So I I have played the first and third uh, Luigi's Mansion, Love and I like the series a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think the first is the better of the two by a pretty big margin. Um, but I really like both, and I haven't played Dark Moon. So I saw this, I was like, hell yeah, complete the trilogy. But you were like, uh, bump the brakes a little bit. Okay. This might be a, like a little 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 monkey spa situation. Uh, so what what about Dark Moon doesn't don't you like? I tried to play it last year, and mm-hmm. it is, it's not necessarily a fault of the game. It's very much structured around being a handheld game. It is a bite-sized, level-based, handheld game. Luigi's Mansion 3, it had the hotel floors. They're all pretty long and meaty, and there's a lot to do in them, and they all feel complete. Luigi's Mansion 2, or Dark Moon, has five mansions, and you are sent to one over and over and over to complete these missions, and it's like, Egad is like, go get the key. You work your way through three rooms, you get the key, and he warps you back to home base. And he's like, okay, go unlock the door with the key you just found. You go back to the entrance of the mansion, go through the same room. It's just, it's bite-sized, 15-minute levels, has Mm -hmm. none of that Metroidvania feel from the original, and none of the cool spectacle level design from 3. Yeah, it just doesn't do much for me. I I think it'll, I'm a a huge fan of Dark Moon, or at least I was when it came out. Okay, okay. I think it's going to be difficult to enjoy it now having played three Mm -hmm. um because i think they did such a good job at three for all the reasons that you listed um it also like because it is a 3ds port that they're just like uprezzing essentially like Mm -hmm. it is not going to look anywhere near as good i feel like luigi's mansion 3 is one of the best looking games on switch and nobody talks about it um and yeah um and i feel like people are going to be upset when not only when they buy that game, like if they sell that game for $60, that's entirely too much money um, yes. because of what it is. I think it'll be um, 50. I'll guess. I know there's also like in order to um, like 100% that game, there's like certain collectibles that you have to get. And some of them are like really, really hard or the only way that you can get them. Like if you if you mess up getting one of them, 
um, in a specific level, like you have to redo the entire level from start to finish. Um, like I remember replaying one with like some ice section, like several times. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good game. I, I enjoyed it at the time, but I mean, you're talking the 3ds era, like we were hungry and you're talking like one and three, I think are both amazing. I don't think you can fault anyone for picking either of those as their, as their favorite. Cause they're just mm-hmm. so different. Like, one yeah. atmospheric moody exploration yeah three is like a roller like coaster the theme park ride uh, <laughs> yeah it is yeah and i think two is just a little trapped in the middle and yeah it kind of does neither well but it's here yeah. we'll see um i also think it just felt a little cramped on 3ds so i think being on switch having a pro controller with two sets of triggers i feel like that could even do wonders for it alone so yeah honestly like any chance to port a 3ds or a ds game to switch like do it Dude, like, yeah especially now worlds come on that's the yeah game. Yeah, but yeah, just really weird announcements here. Like these three first party games that combined got under a minute in this presentation. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Yeah, I've never I... seen them do this. I don't get it. Yeah, I think, Chris, you must be right. Like contracts with third parties, they never yeah. go over 40 minutes for these things. Yep. That was probably. Yeah, yeah. In- instead we had to see three minutes of Sonic again. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And on the Splatoon thing, yeah, I get that it's like, a Splatfest at this point, it's pretty much only for Splatoon fans. Like, if you're in, you're in. But I just love what they do so much with Splatoon. I don't mind them giving a minute spot to it. I, I have no problem with Splatoon getting airtime and just reminding people that it exists. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, as much as we like it, and I think it does pretty well over here, it's a cultural phenomenon in Japan. Yes. Like, the it is, it is a juggernaut. So the fact that they always keep it front and center, I think makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they want Pikmin to be a big thing too. We got a big Pikmin four trailer, uh, a demos coming out on June 28th. The game's out on July 21. They launched an official Pikmin website. This is the second franchise this year. They've done it with Metroid has one and Pikmin has one. Love to see it. But yeah, we have an upgrade tree for Ochi. Who's the dog, uh, glow Pikmin, our new type of species coming at night for night exploration. Uh, this is a quote from the press release. Underground caves were a completely different environment from the surface awaits. Does that sound like anything else that we've been playing lately? Was that a a Zelda press release? Yeah, so that's Pikmin 4. And you also get to explore like a suburban home, which I just think is brilliant. Like Pikmin's always been on Earth, but they've kept it to pretty much the wilderness. Um, So to have like your Pikmin romping around in this house, I just think it looks so cool. It's very cute. Uh, and I think it's a really cool step for the series. So, yeah, I know Justin doesn't really care about Pikmin, but I thought this game just looks brilliant every single time they show it. I think it looks like easily the biggest one yet. Uh, having this upgrade tree is is really cool. And yeah, there's like two new Pikmin types in this one. Chris, where are you at on it? I'm very excited for it. I'm very worried I'm not going to be able to play it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's like the week after the baby, two weeks after my baby's going to be born. Um, but pikmin 3 like it came out my freshman year of college i i did i was a commuter and i didn't know a lot of people but i made a lot of people because i was like a weird kid doing a thing i carried my wii u around and would plug it in places and then i heard stories would, uh, of people doing stuff like that like on the bus yeah. and you choose the, the hand like i was that guy i'd go into like the lounge and like plug it in and play it on my gamepad and people were like what the heck are you doing <laughs> um <laughs> nice. so like i I haven't really gotten like I, I picked up Pikmin three on Switch when it came out, but um I really didn't sink I don't think any time into it. Um but uh I loved 
three on the Wii U. Yeah, that's great. Um, so no, I'm I'm super excited for it. Um, I just hope I actually get to play it. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to give everybody a really valuable piece of advice. When you have a newborn baby, here's what you do: uh, you get a baby Bjorn or a wrap. You say, "Honey, I've got this." You go, you you go to bed, take a nap, take it easy. You get that little bounce going with that little baby controller in hand. Hours, hours of gameplay. I feel like I need I, a yoga ball. I, I played, I played through. I kid you not. I like uh, my my first kid uh, was born right when Skyrim came out. And, oh wow! And, and I was done with Skyrim before anybody else I knew because of how much time I spent just baby right here, bouncing. Playing, I've heard I've heard similar dragons. things from uh from Mitch Saltzman uh oh. who. Who has one of the cutest babies on the internet? Um, but yeah, I've I'm hoping I'm hoping I get so lucky. I'm hoping we have a, a chill baby that lets me play video games whenever and I you want. You still got to finish <laughs> Zelda too. You're not done with Zelda yet. I'm not going to be done Zelda's with Zelda for a long time. Um, I uh, I burn myself out on Zelda on the side quests and. Now, like I I don't feel that pull, and I'm waiting to be like I should go back. You should. You know. I will. You should. I will someday. All right. Where are we at here? We are at Detective Pikachu Returns, which is coming out on October 6th. This game was announced oh, five years ago, like a really long time ago. Uh, and it's it's finally here. And it looks fine. It looks like the first one. It's got its fans. Uh, I played it. It's uh, it's extraordinarily easy for adults. Just like it has like that latent Ace Attorney type gameplay. But it's it, it's extraordinarily easy. It's it exists for its charm. There's some cute things like there's this like blood stained looking a palm, and then it's like revealed it's actually just like ketchup, and it's like a cute little play on it. Like they do fun things with, like that in the first one, but uh, and Detective Pikachu is very funny. This coffee drinking gruff detective. Um, so yeah, there's I know there's fans out there excited for this, but I'm gonna guess it doesn't do much for this panel. No, I'd rather I, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, Chris. I'd rather see a sequel to the Detective Pikachu movie. Exactly what I was going to say. Exactly where I was going. Yeah, I would. I would much rather get the Detective Pikachu two movie because uh, that yep. movie is is unequivocally, unironically fantastic. It's yeah. super good, uh, and I, I'd love to see a follow up to it. Um, and uh, I, w- I might pick this one up. Um, you know, there's you always there's usually room for like light, easy fare uh, that you can squeeze in. I didn't play the first one, but I think it, if my understanding is right, it follows like the movie plot follows it well Pretty enough. Close. So I don't think I don't think I'll be too lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a uh, rough old man who can't get enough coffee, it's a good fit. You feel right at home. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad it exists, though. This is one where it's like, are we ever going to see this? And we finally did. Uh, and it's out soon, October 6th. Then we we got, I skipped this one because it was higher on my, on our runner show, but WarioWare Move It was announced. This is a brand new WarioWare That's game. That's great. It's coming November excellent. 3rd for $49.99. It's a sequel to WarioWare Smooth Moves, which is unbelievable because yeah. the Japan title is like super smooth moves. Like it is a sequel to this game. They didn't title it that way <laughs> I that, love that. in America, but it is a sequel to one of the best WarioWare's 200 micro games, co-op with two players, like get it together had, and then a party mode with special games for up to four players. And it's out this year. Yes, this is, this is great. Smooth moves is an incredible game. Joy-Con has that motion control. The trailer was wacky, weird and fun. Always down for more WarioWare. 
I am so glad that the existence of things like One Two Switch hasn't prevented the existence of things like <laughs> right. new WarioWare games. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my takeaway from this because this is fantastic. And the fact that they they showed the everybody's one two switch trailer the night before the direct <laughs> because they just were like let's just they not have that. people yeah. associate There's them. A, this yeah. is not a comparison we want to draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the trailer in a little bit. But WarioWare looks really good. The only thing I'm uh, this isn't I'm not trying to be negative on this one because I love WarioWare. I've played them. I played every single one. But the one thing I'm negative on is getting a second WarioWare on Switch. Before one rhythm heaven is like, ah. <laughs> like I really feel like this should be rhythm heaven this fall because uh, that is a very similar series, like very similar quirky humor, short burst mini games, and I would love to see more rhythm heaven. Uh, we haven't seen it since Mega Mix on 3DS, which is a phenomenal game. If I could turn back the clock, I would say get rid of the previous WarioWare that came out because I, I don't know many people that actually enjoyed that I game. I actually really like that game. I think did you really? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we it, it didn't ah didn't grab us really. But I would I would trade that for a new Wario Land or a sequel to Wario World. Yeah, it's yeah. been way too long. What I liked about Get It Together is I actually still break it out sometimes uh, when one of my friends comes over because it has this mode. Because Get It Together is the one where you're each controlling a character on screen. It's it's like a totally new mechanic, and it has this competitive mode where you're cooperating in the minigame, but then it awards a point to whoever contributed the most in said minigame. So if like there's seven coins on the screen, you have to grab all seven. Whoever grabs four gets the point for that one. And so it just leads to these things where like, if you think your friend's contributing more than you in this 10 second game, you try to sabotage the whole thing. So neither (laughs) of you win. So no one gets a point. And like, it's just a super fun mode that like, I think that game's really fun in two player, single player. I don't think it's really much fun at all single player is really weak yeah. um yeah the two players two player would be better mm-hmm. if jess liked it more she does not <laughs> but this game looks great smooth moves was probably my most played wario where yeah this this is exciting what more than this i never had the gamecube one i played that one on oh. game boy the game boy advance the original oh, okay because we're the same yeah. game right They're uh like, yeah pretty much yeah yeah i played the yeah. game boy advance one and actually diy I spent a ton of time with. I made so many games. And I've never played that. It's it's good. It's really fun. Hmm. Then we got some DLC from Mario Kart. Uh, Booster Course Passway 5 coming this summer. No date. Eight tracks. One of them is going to be the all new squeaky clean sprint where you're going through a bathroom and a bathtub and a toilet and a sink. All that stuff. I think it looks really fun. And then the three new characters in this one. Petey Piranha, Wiggler, and Kamek. Justin, what do you think? I cannot wait to be a wiggler in a wiggler car. That is a dream. That is that is a nightmare of legs that I cannot wait to bring to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a fine set of characters. I was hoping for some more like, you know, I need the Kongs. I need Where's Kongs. Diddy Kong? Where's Where Gino? Is he? Gino! <laughs> He's got a shot now. Yeah, right. Yeah. RPG's yeah. coming. I could be Gino. Yeah. But Diddy Kong better be in the last wave. Or justice for Diddy Kong. Or we're gonna there's only one more slot, right, on the character roster. There's two more. Okay. Because then we're gonna add six. Diddy Kong and Gino. That's it. That's all That's we it. need. We know it. Yeah. Diddy and Funky, please. Or Diddy and Pauline. I'm very. Pauline would be cool. Oh, Pauline could do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see them putting her in. Um, I'm very glad they put Kamek in. Um, there's a uh, there's a Mario 64 uh, HD mod where there's like 
deep, deep Nintendo 64 lore, right? Apparently, Kamek was supposed to be uh, the original character, one of the original characters in Mario Kart 64, and then they replaced it with uh, Donkey Kong because uh, oh. the character models are so similar. So, like, the fact that they're finally in there is, like, nice. kind of a big deal. Yeah, the first main one, because they're a tour. They said, and Kamek from Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. Tour. Get out of yeah. here. Mm-hmm. We got a trailer for Nintendo Live, which the boardroom may be at, or at least two-thirds of us. Not me. Yeah, not Chris. Uh, and then there was a lot of third-party stuff. We usually focus on the first party here, but Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. It's a new expansion called The Last Spark Hunter is out now. Uh, this one's interesting to me because Ubisoft just had like a statement, like their CEO, UV Schemo, like said, like, we didn't listen to Nintendo's advice who told us to hold this game for the next system. And that's why it flopped. And that was surprising to me because it's like, oh, so is the next system close? <laughs> like, how close, make it sound like it's close? Well, and didn't he say something along the lines of like, we wanted to make sure that or this might have been. Um, uh, who's the fella like the lead uh, game developer? Um, on it the, the French the French fellow with the glasses anyway the, the dude who cried yeah the dude who cried <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah um he apparently had a statement where he was like we designed that game so that it could be uh playable on the next Nintendo console and then people came out and were like does that confirm that basically all like Switch Dev- games are gonna port over kids at least or like yeah yeah, yeah. it was like yeah. a really weird statement yeah. yeah and then the other thing weird thing from the statement was that they said Nintendo recommended one entry per console. And it's like, well, that's what we always talk about. Like cart smash brothers. Very much their MO. But then like Splatoon got two and Splatoon three sold 10 million copies. Yeah. Although that that, got two. That also does show you like how closely they feel aligned with Ubisoft on these titles. So that they're like, Hey, here's, here's our playbook. Here's some advice. Like here, here's here. If you want to do it like us, here's how you do it. Like very much like, Hey, you're part of the team. Um, And I, I found that pretty interesting. Yeah, I was hoping when this was announced, it was going to lead to a lot more fun collaborations with other developers. And pretty it much it that led way. to like yeah. Cadence of Hyrule, which I actually just played the DLC and it's very, very good. Um, I played that for the first time recently. It's a great game. That's it's a very good game. game. It's very fun. Yeah, there's a boss in the DLC called Synth Rova and it's Twin Rova from Ocarina of <laughs> Time, but a synthesizer. It's, it's, nice. it's just so cool. Uh, but That's excellent. yeah, we didn't get as many collaborations that I was hoping to because yeah, I really like the Mario Rabbids games. Although I mean, it it, so. it does seem like like little by little that extremely like closed shut door is there's they're open up a little bit. I think yeah. even Mario RPG is representative of that. Just working yeah. with other people again, like it's yeah. it's good to see. Yeah. Other third party announcements in here: Batman Arkham Trilogy. Okay, why not? That's coming this fall. Boy, so I can't weird. wait to play Batman at twelve frames per second, dude. Right? Like night specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't Man. know. I can't wait to see how that game runs. I can't. It, it can't be good. Yeah. It, those those games are great. This console is great. I don't, I'm not planning to play those games on this console. Not no. all your closest friends get along. Like, just because yeah, two exactly. people are great doesn't mean they're yeah. going to hit it off. Right. And that's that's Not nice. everybody knows how to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, then we got Metal Gear Solid Master Collection coming on October 24th. Getting a physical copy. It will require a download on switch i think this is where i'm gonna play these i've been wanting to are get you, into metal gear and i think this is where i'm gonna do it i think it looks uh, are, are you are you ready for a scorching hot take yes all right uh i, I think this one will offend logan um 
So, uh, it, as as part of uh, Metal Gear Solid Volume or Metal Gear Volume One, uh, the Nintendo Switch will finally get its definitive best detective game. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Ace Attorney's not a detective; it's a, uh, it's lawyer game. So, that's yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Uh, yeah. uh, the latent <laughs> game hasn't come out yet. I, I suppose that's fair. That's um, okay, so and you you have to follow, follow me on this one. So. Um, I, I did some looking around to make sure that I had this right. As part of this collection with uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear One, Metal Gear Two, Metal Gear Solid One, Two, and Three, um, they're including the VR missions, which were a separate release that came after Metal Gear Solid back in the uh, PlayStation One generation. And it contained something like uh, the original Metal Gear Solid had like a small like uh, basically training module in these VR missions. It was all like wireframe, a lot, a lot of the stuff. It, it was really cool. It was kind of fun. And so they released this whole pack with like 200 different like additional missions you could do. And a lot of them are like weapons challenges, things like that. But it's extremely fun. Like if you pick this, pick up this collection, play the VR missions. This is on yes. PS1? Yeah. Oh, wow. How did yeah. they do that? Was it like a separate disc? Yeah, it's a, it's a separate disc. Yeah, it's a whole separate thing you bought, right? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, and and... Uh, and one of the things that they have in it is they have this, like, I forget what it's called, but there's this detective mode. And basically, like, it, like U.S. like Solid Snakes show up to a scene where there's, like, a body, like one of the guards, and you have to, like, figure out what happened. And you have to, like, focus in on different things and recreate the scenario, the exact scenario that led to somebody being, like, dead. And it's brilliant and imaginative, and I'm pretty sure very few people who, uh, know about it uh, in the year 2023. And so I hope anybody who picks up this collection checks that out. And some of them, are, like some are small and hilarious. Like there's one where it's like, like they start easy, they get harder. There's one where like one of the guards is like 11 feet tall and has a giant bump on his head, and then you see a security camera laying on the ground. You're like, oh well, clearly that guy bonked his head on the security camera, and he's the killer. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and 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 so yeah, and so anyway, that, that's that's my hot take. The, the best detective game available on the Switch is going to be this particular mode from that particular option in the Metal Gear Solid Volume One collection. Wow, cool, deep guys. Nice. Yeah, I nice learned something cut. new today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's great Switch is included on this. We'll see if they are on Volume 2, which is rumored to have MGS 4 and 5. I don't know. I, boy, I feel yeah. Uh, Phantom I, Pain on Switch. Like, I, I know internet uh, rumors have tended to have a lot of know, success lately, but like, Metagear Solid 4 has been locked behind the absolute just garbage architecture of the PlayStation 3 and their stupid cell processor. Um, and like, and like, that's why you can only play it in the cloud nowadays. That's why it doesn't exist on anything else, um, because Sony made this stupid decision to make up like literally a proprietary processor that doesn't operate the way their things do. Um, I'm, I believe it when I see it. If because uh, I, I feel like uh, to get that to work on just a standard like like x86 based hardware is a total rebuild uh, to get it to run, and that's a. It's a huge game with like literally hours of cutscenes and things like that. That would be a gargantuan task, and I don't, see Konami, I don't see Konami. I don't see that. There's actually a you really good me. possibility yeah. that that's what they'll do. That, like it, it, it makes more sense is via the cloud where it literally, it literally, there's a PS3 yeah. in a rack somewhere <laughs> that boots up, and that's how you play it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, maybe we'll because we know there's a volume two, and like what games are going to be in that, like. Presumably, like Peace Walker Four, Ground mm-hmm. Zeroes Five, maybe. I feel like it makes more sense for them to do 
everything but four, and yeah. then say we're rebuilding four from the ground up Maybe because the they should remade. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, man, forty hours of cutscenes alone to rebuild in that thing—that's a, yeah. a project. And that scene where uh, when you're installing it and he's just smoking the cigarette, <laughs> they're smoking. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that'll be part of the experience. You'll have to sit yeah. through that every time. You just have to wait. Right, man. <laughs> Oh, what a what a great game trapped on just the worst hardware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, not Nintendo hardware though. So we nope. gotta move on. We gotta move on. <laughs> Two Dragon Quest Monsters: The Dark Prince, which was revealed. We knew a Dragon Quest Monsters game. This is like their Pokemon, essentially monster yep. catching and battling. Look nice. Uh, coming out in December. Then Penny's Big Breakaway. This is the like N64 GameCube-esque era 3D platformer coming from like Christian Whitehead and the team that made Sonic Mania. It looks like to me like Sonic Adventure, like they t- tried to make a Sonic Adventure. Sega said no. So they just made a new character <laughs> and it looks yep. awesome. It looks really great. And Chris, this is like I thought of you when this one came up because this is right up my yeah, alley. I can't wait for this you've game. Been like uh, game modern games aren't doing it. For me as much as yeah. you've been saying. No, make it's it like, make the games that I played when I was a small boy. That's <laughs> all I want to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks yeah, I'm really very excited though. for this game. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Vampire Survivors is coming to Switch. Great fit. Perfect. Great oh, fit. awesome. Perfect, it, perfect Switch game. Perfect Switch game, exactly. Half hour with that Switch in your hands. Try not to die. Love it. Yes. If you've, yeah, if you've never played Vampire Survivor, I mean, it's on mobile. You can at least like mess around with it on your phone yeah, or whatever like if you want co-op? to co-op that sounds awesome yeah i'm very excited for that co-op mode um i have not played it yet i have not played that that's probably my most played game on my steam deck honestly oh wow yeah yeah um Wait, it's just so really easy to be like, the power of that hardware yeah right <laughs> um but it like it, it's so uh digestible but it is like the junk food of video games at the same time um it's great if you're it's a great like right before bed game but it's also um if you play it at like one in the afternoon and then it's all of a sudden six because you're like, yeah, I'll just play another one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nighttime. And then you just yeah. feel bad about yourself. Yeah, it's going to be just such a perfect couch co-op game, though. Like, yeah, just, just just pop off a couple of like Joy-Con or hand out a couple of controllers and just play like a round or two. Uh, it's it's great. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to be like, pop a couple cold ones with the boys. <laughs> just crack up with a cold one. Wait, you're trying not to become a cold one yourself? Yeah. <laughs> so that's most of the stuff from the director. There are a few other third-party things here and there, but uh, I want to move on and zoom out a little bit and kind of take a look at 2023 as a whole, what's already happened and, and what's still to come, and then the very little of the 30 seconds we saw of 2024 in this direct. So already this year, we had Fire Emblem Engage, Metroid Prime Remastered, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, Bayonetta Origins, Advance Wars 1 and 2, Tears of the Kingdom, and Pikmin 1 and 2 Digital are technically out. And then the calendar for the rest of the year is as follows. Here's what we got and their dates. Everybody 1-2 Switch was not in the direct. It did get a trailer. It's out on June 30th. The trailer, I actually thought it looked okay. I think if you have the right Jackbox situation i think scanning the qr code playing on your phone it could be okay i don't think it if you good. if you are in a hotel with a hundred of your friends because you can't <laughs> play online with people it'll be okay yeah so it looks fine it's gonna it's not gonna be good it's 30 bucks now justin said he's biting the bullet i'll probably I'll bite the bullet I'm in. and we'll see how it goes so yeah look forward to that in a, a couple of weeks on the board a future episode 
Yeah, that's out June 30. Pikmin 4 on July 21. Then we hit this stretch where we get a new first party game every two weeks. It's a little bit crazy. September 22nd is the physical Pikmin 1 and 2. That's where I'm declaring that it kicks off. Two weeks later, Detective Pikachu returns on October 6th. Two weeks after that, Super Mario Brothers Wonder on October 20th. Two weeks later, WarioWare Move It on November 3rd. And then again, two weeks after that, Super Mario RPG on November 17th. So in an already stacked holiday season this year for games in general, Nintendo is cranking out five games in the span of two months. It's it's a pretty wild fall schedule. I mean, there's not necessarily like a bunch of AAA heavy hitters, like a physical version of games that are out. Detective Pikachu is going to be pretty niche. WarioWare, I don't think, moves huge numbers, but those other two are going to do some numbers. Um, so yeah, I want to ask you guys, and Justin, I'll start with you. What do you think of 2023 kind of as a whole? I mean, I, I think that's a, a pretty obvious uh, question to ask. It's it's clearly one of Nintendo's best years ever. Uh, I mean, you look at what they released already. Um, never mind that they have somehow released a genre-defining game that's a sequel to a genre-defining game and somehow improves upon it across the board. Um, Fire Emblem Engage was awesome. It was really, really well done. Um, and it it seemed to like really capture the cultural zeitgeist when it came out. Maybe not quite to the same extent as Three Houses, yeah. um, but uh, I, I think it's you know proof positive that the uh, series has legs. Uh, the surprise slash not surprise announcement of Metroid Prime Remaster, like them bringing that to a new generation, that's that's huge. I mean, those, you know, that's a potential like 10 out of 10 game right there, depending on um, how you evaluate it. Um, I really, really liked um, uh, uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Um, Bayonetta Origins is, doesn't interest me very much, but I know like the series has big fans. Advanced Wars, I think it's great that after many, many years of people asking that that finally came through. So I feel like if they didn't release another title, they've already had an all-time great year. Um, the fact that they still have a lot of stuff coming up, I think is it's amazing. They don't have another like TOTK coming up. They don't have anything of like quite. It, it's not going to be the same as when they followed up with Odyssey, even Super Mario Wonder. Like, even if it is, I think everything that we hope it is, I have a hard time believing it's, it's going to be like yeah. Odyssey, yeah. right? Um, but they've got some really good stuff ahead of them. Uh, so yeah, I think this is easily one of the best years Nintendo's ever had. Yeah, and I forgot to mention them just on the DLC front. There are those two waves of Pokemon DLC. Mario Kart's uh, fifth and sixth wave, because uh, wave six is supposed to come out before the end of this year. And then Splatoon 3 side order, the big single player addition to Splatoon 3. So that's all the season of Geno at some point. <laughs> yeah. Chris, what do you think of 2023? It's kind of insane. Like when you put it into perspective like that and, and like lay it all out on the table um, there, I feel like again at the beginning of this year like you could have told me like this is this is it like zelda's gonna come out and like that's kind of the swan song mm -hmm. like um and and i think a lot of people would have been would have understood they were, like because unfortunately we've seen nintendo do that in the past like the wii kind of fizzled out uh we you yes. i mean went out with a bang because that breath of the wild but after four years of fizzling after four years of, of, of nothing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but no, I mean it. It's funny because I think personally, I've I spent a lot most of last generation being like a PlayStation lover, um, and like that was where I played most of my games. And the past twelve months or so, not that I've played a ton. When I have played something, it has been 
either it's been on on a Nintendo console, whether it be new or old. And there's a part of me that like my family will like make jokes like, oh, man, Chris is 30 years old and he's still playing Mario games. And it's like, yeah, but they're great. Like, they're amazing. Um, And when you like lay out the lineup like that, it's kind of unbelievable that uh, this late in the game, they're still able to crank this many great titles out. Um, and there's like Kirby. I still ha- I picked it up. I still haven't played it yet. Advance Wars. I still haven't played yet. Um, I just picked so, up Advance Wars. I'm ready to dive yeah. in now that I'm winding down on Zelda. So there you go. Um, so I mean, even if even if they don't have it, like a strong beginning of next year, um, like this year is carrying me for a while. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I I don't think you can. It'd be tough to find a stronger year from a volume and quality standpoint of a first yeah. party publisher, uh, like in year seven, we're in year seven of this thing. And this is the stuff that they're putting out. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. It's very impressive. I think we're still seeing the kind of the, the second half of a story that started in 2020, which was a pretty barren year because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like we know advanced wars was supposed to be out a while ago. They've had fire emblem engage in the can for, at least a year, it seems like. Metroid Prime didn't receive a patch because it was so polished because of how long it's been ready. So this is a year they've kind of just been like firing all the cannons out at the same time. And it's been an incredible year. I don't think it's Switch's best year. I think it might it might be because Tears of the Kingdom is so good. I look at 2017 though, and that year is still really incredible. But yeah, it's an awesome year. Looking ahead to the future, next year, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, the Untitled Peach game, and then a no-show at this Direct was Metroid Prime 4. So is this Direct signaling to you guys that are are we winding down on this thing? I love that you call it Untitled Peach (laughs) game because I just picture Untitled Goose game, except you're Peach the whole time, running amok, uh, (laughs) stealing a dude's rake uh, and honking at folks. I mean, it's, it's like we were saying before. I, I I think it feels like they're largely like just emptying the barrel, uh, and they're getting ready for what's next. Um, I've been very clear that I wish they would have upgraded to hardware a while ago. Um, I think that you get to a certain point where um, you like you almost have to because the people who manufacture screens and processors and things like that, like they're updating their factories and like they're holding old assembly lines open so they can keep making like these old like ARM processors that you use, but like. They need to at move on to it. Something's yeah. got to give. Yeah. Well, and, especially, and at some point, like, you know, they're charging you like a significantly higher number to produce lower, like worse hardware because that's what you're ordering. But like their assembly lines can make things that are way better, way cheaper um, that they would happily start like selling to you. You know, it's always going to be tough to like walk away from your approaching 150 million install base. Um, but you have to eventually, uh, and if you're emptying all the games out, which is, you know, uh, how you take advantage of that big install base, then it, I mean, the, the, the time seems absolutely ripe. Um, so yeah. Two questions on that. I was listening to the nerd nest podcast, which is, they talk about steam deck. They're all PC people. And one of the things that came up was they were talking about an OLED, uh, OLED steam deck and how part of the reason they haven't made one is because the OLED screens um, are so expensive and everyone's like all these manufacturers are basically looking at the switch and saying like, how are they doing it? And it's because they're using such old hardware. Yeah. Um, What are, what do you guys think are the 
chances that Nintendo says, you know what? We're just going to keep riding this wave. We're going to ride 2024 with all the software that we released in 2023, and we're going to drop a Switch Lite OLED. Nah, I say no. Honestly, I can see it. Uh, I I can absolutely see uh, them just being that like we until the market forces us to drop new hardware, we're not going to. And our hardware is still selling great software is still being sold to such a ungodly huge number of users that we're making a significant amount of profitability on this um, and push it off even further. I think the only thing that they probably want to do is have a lot of space between the next console generation of Sony and Microsoft and what they do, like probably a couple year buffer. Yeah. Um, uh, now, Logan, I'm not sure if you know, but there's actually a big FTC trial going on right now. <laughs> and, uh, sure is. <laughs> uh, and you know, one of the things that, that, uh, came out as reported by, uh, those good news folks at IGN uh, is that like some, some, some talk that, you know, Microsoft is predicting like a 2028, a next generational change, something like that. Uh, and so, which would mean that, you know, again, if you're Nintendo, like you're starting to run out of time too to have that buffer. Cause I, I yeah. really don't, I really don't think you want to release hardware too close to what they do. Just, it, just from an optic standpoint. And you don't want to give them a chance to like, uh, you don't want the, you don't want to be in a position where the, uh, console market can reset and you're not the like go-to for everybody to, to have like at the ready. Which uh, led, and, or go ahead. Finish that's it. good. Okay, I was just going to say, which you say 2028, the window's shorter than that. You're going to see pros in 2025. You're going to see a PlayStation 5 Pro and an Xbox Series X whatever Pro in probably 2025, right? Five years after the start, three years before the next mid-cycle refresh. I would bet a lot of money that next year's the year for new Nintendo hardware. I I, I really think I. I, I think that's the most likely scenario. But if the question is is what uh, Chris said, uh, feasible? Yeah, absolutely, totally. Switch Lite OLED, though, that's the pit, Chris. That's the keep pitch. it. Well, but keep in mind, right? Like, there's there's entirely a possibility that they go like we saw them do it with the 2DS, where they go, "Hey, we made this new budget hardware that's like actually kind of premium, even mm-hmm. though we have the next generation available." Like, mm-hmm. drop the price to like. 179 and say oh it's the switch light but now it has an oled display yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. maybe that's that could be something that comes out after the next thing because i think yeah that's what i mean it's compatible yeah. yeah yeah oh i could see that yeah but i think yeah. we're seeing the next thing next year i hope so i i desperately hope so i'm i just i really <laughs> think it's time we all do i think that right. i think if we weren't seeing the next thing next year we would have seen the next 3D Mario or Metroid Prime 4 this right. week. I think we would have seen Yeah, I, I mean, I just, at, at a certain point, they're going to run out of old Nokia phones to crack open and pull the guts out of to make consoles. That's <laughs> true. That's true, yeah. But that was a very nice direct. Uh, I did really like it, and I think it's Mario Wonder. Solid like, show. We haven't had an original 2D Mario on Switch. We had Mario Maker 2, which, I mean, people are divided on if that's mainline or not, uh, and Mario U Deluxe, but like, this is the like original mainline traditional 2D Mario, and it was overdue. It was actually I predicted it on our prediction show with uh, Seth Macy earlier this year. So that's a that's a check for me. Uh, it was it just felt really overdue, and I'm glad that we're getting it. Bring back the hammer suit cowards. Yeah, yes, yeah, bring that one back. And the frog suit. But just that bring is back, bring back Mario Three. Yeah, Did you know you can <laughs> play it on Nintendo Switch through. Get out of here. Yeah, okay, if they announced Mario Three. Two? 
Oh, I'd be, I would be losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's another episode of the Toadstool Boardroom in the Books. Weekly Nintendo show here on Friday. This week should be moving back to Thursdays. We had to adjust so we could get Chris in here this week. Um, so we should be moving back to Thursday starting next week. Uh, here, noon Pacific on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your shows. Video version is up on YouTube. You can find the show on Twitter at ToadstoolBR. Email us, ToadstoolBoardroom at gmail.com. You can find Justin online at? On Twitter at K-O-R-E-I-S. You can find Chris at? Drives93. You can also, if you are in the greater Philadelphia area, find me at the Too Many Games Expo this weekend. Uh, I'll be walking around. I'll be there on Saturday. So if you see me, say hello. And you can find myself online at Logan J. Plant. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time here in the Toadstool Boardroom.